Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for another opportunity to meet with you. As we dive into our study on the book of Haggai, we pray that you will come and teach us yourself. Open our understanding, open our hearts, help us to receive your word, and help us to be doers of the work thereof. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. I'm going to read Haggai chapter 1. I'll read from verse 1 to verse 4. Haggai chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 4. In the second year of King Darius, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, saying, Thus speaks the Lord of hosts, saying, This people says, The time has not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses, and this temple to lie in ruins? May the Lord bless the of his word in Jesus' name. Amen. In this passage of scripture, we see that God was speaking through Haggai to the civil and spiritual leaders in Israel. And God began to speak about what the people were saying. And the people were saying that it is not yet time to build the house of God. Yet they spared no expense to build their own houses. They spared no expense to make their homes comfortable for themselves. But the temple of God was left in ruins. Today I want to discuss on that aspect when they said, it is not yet time. The people did not say, we will not build the house of God. What they said is, it is not yet time to build the house of God. A lot of times when we are asked to do something by God, we always have a way of pushing it forward. We do not act on God's word promptly. And after a while, we get used to pushing things forward and never do them at all. When the Lord Jesus Christ was speaking to his disciples in John chapter 4, he said to them, do you not say four more months before the harvest? He said, but lift up your eyes and look at the field. It is already ripe for the harvest. We have a nature that seeks to postpone things. Even the issue of being born again, we postpone it. Some people will say, well, I will get born again tomorrow or next month or next week. But the Bible says, now is the time of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. When God asked the children of Israel to go into the promised land while they were in the wilderness, they came to Moses and said, let us go and investigate. You know, we've not been there before. Let's go and investigate. So Moses said, okay, go and investigate. But the truth of the matter is that they did not want to go in. Because at the end of the investigation, 10 of them came back with an evil report. They said, the land is good, but there are giants in the land. They said, the land has good fruits, but the land kills its inhabitants. They said, the people were giants, were like grasshoppers before them. We even asked them if we were like grasshoppers, and they said, yes, you are like grasshoppers. When we don't want to do something, we have a way of giving excuses. The Bible says that the lazy man will say there's a lion in the street so he cannot go out. Yet there are people going onto that same street and no lion is killing them. In Hebrews chapter 3, the Bible described the nature of the Israelites in the wilderness. The Bible says they had a hard heart of rebellion. The Bible says they had an evil heart of unbelief. And I add, they had a wayward heart of disobedience. Such is the nature of a person who procrastinates. It is not yet time is the language of the sin of procrastination. 
It is the language of a man or a woman who keeps pushing things away. When you ask them to do something now, they say, we'll do it tomorrow. When tomorrow comes, they'll say tomorrow. The sin of procrastination is a very terrible sin. Nothing is urgent to the person who procrastinates. When God wants something done promptly, they know how to postpone it. What is very interesting about the people who procrastinate is that when it concerns them, they never postpone. When it is something that is for their comfort, they will never postpone it. The people who were saying it is not yet time to build the house of God were the same people who were building their own houses. They spared no expense to build their own houses. The Lord Jesus told the parable in Matthew chapter 21, verse 28 to 32. He says, but what do you think? A man had two sons and he came to the first and said, son, go walk in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward, he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did the will of his father? They said to him, the first. Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that tax collectors and harlots entered the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterward relent and believe him. So we see in this particular instance that the second son who said, I will go, did not go. The first one who said, I will not go, repented and went. Like the children of Israel that God was speaking to here, they did not say, we will not build. They said, we will build, but not yet time. This second son said, I will go, but he did not go. The sin of procrastination is a terrible sin because the Bible says there is a time for everything and a purpose for everything under heaven. God is not going to wait forever for you to do what he wants you to do. There is a time frame within which God wants something done. After that time frame, it is wasted. We were speaking about the children of Israel. When Moses came to rescue them while Moses was still in Egypt and Moses wanted to rescue them, they were dismissive of Moses. As a result, they stayed another 40 years in Egypt. And then when they were in the wilderness and God said to them, go into the promised land, and they refused. Again, they stayed another 40 years in the wilderness. After Moses had told them that God said they will wander for 40 years, they now said, oh, we will go, we will go. But Moses warned them and said, God is not with you, don't go. But because they had the nature of rebellion, of unbelief and disobedience, they went anyway and they were defeated and many of them were killed. Once the time to do what God wants you to do is gone, it may take you decades for another opportunity to come. We see that when they were in Egypt, it took them four decades before God came back to rescue them. And when they missed the opportunity to enter into the promised land, it took them another four decades to enter into the promised land. When God tells us to do something and we say to God, it is not yet time, we are delaying our own blessings. Every time God asks us to do something, there is a window of opportunity within which we can do that thing. Once that window is shut, it will take many years before the window is open again. So I want to give us some very important things to note now. Number one, there are some peculiar things about time. You cannot stop time. You cannot stretch time. You cannot store time. You cannot stop time. Once time is passed, it is passed. You can't stop it. 
you cannot stretch time. Everybody has 24 hours in a day. You cannot stretch it to 25 hours or 30 hours. And you cannot store time. You can't say, I want to store 6 to 7 today and keep it so that I can use it tomorrow. You can't store it. Once time is passed, it is passed. So let us understand that about time. Do what God wants you to do when he wants you to do it. The second thing I want us to note is that God is the one who determines the time that you should do what he wants you to do. Your wristwatch does not determine the time that you are supposed to do what God wants you to do. Your environment does not determine when you should do what God wants you to do. Your observation does not determine when you should do what God wants you to do. Even government decrees cannot determine what God wants you to do. The children of Judah in this case were governed by so many things. They were looking at the government decrees and saying, well, it's not yet time because there's a decree. Maybe that decree means that it is not yet time to do it. But God sent Haggai to tell them, it is time. We follow the instructions of God, not the commandments of men. The third and final thing I want us to note about time and God is that you must set your time according to God's time. When we want to set our wristwatch, we set our wristwatch according to the international time setting. And we get that from the radio station or the television station or even from the internet or our phone companies. But for the Christian, he sets his time according to God's time. God's time is not according to human calendar. One thing I want us to understand is that God dwells in timelessness. So when God is making reference to something, he will make a reference maybe from where you are now. He can tell you and say, I want you to do this now. I want you to do this this time tomorrow. I want you to do this in the next 14 days. That's how God speaks. Human calendar has changed several times. For example, the Jews have their own calendar. The Muslims have their own calendar. There was a Julian calendar. Presently, we are using a Gregorian calendar. So we've seen different calendars all over the place. But for the Christian, God is his calendar. So we must walk with God's timing. The Bible says that God makes everything beautiful in its time. If God wants you to build something now, this is the best time to build it. Not next year, not tomorrow, not next month, but now. The Lord Jesus Christ said, walk while it is day. He said, the night is coming when nobody can walk. The daytime to walk is now, after the rapture has taken place, it is nighttime. While you are still alive, it is day. When you fall on sleep, that is when you die, it is night. So the right time to do the work of God is now that we are breathing. Now is the time to start building the house of God. Sometimes we delay. And then some other things overtake and we are unable to do what we should have done. I'm sure you have experienced situations like that. When you should have done something on Monday, you say, I do it on Tuesday. And then political situation happens and then there's a change of government and there's curfew and you cannot do it again. For example, there were many people who had programs planned in the year 2020. But when the lockdown came, nobody could do anything. But God knows these things beforehand and that is why he tells us, when to do what he wants us to do. And he knows that once you miss that opportunity, it may never come back for up to 40 years. So I want to challenge us today. 
to get rid of the sin of procrastination. It is a very deadly sin. It may seem like it is nothing, but it is a very deadly sin. When God tells you to do something, you do it promptly. You must have in your heart from now on a sense of urgency about the work of God. The Bible says of the lazy man that he will just say just a little bit. Let me sleep a little bit more. And then poverty comes upon him. So God is challenging us. Whatever he has asked us to do, let us get up and start doing it now. We must remove from our vocabulary, it is not yet time. From now on, we must change our vocabulary to now is the time. We must remove every hard heart of rebellion from our lives. We must remove every evil heart of unbelief from our lives. And we must do away with every wayward heart of disobedience. From now on, let us submit to God. Let us put our faith in God. And let us obey his word. At this time, I want us to go to God in prayer. And just tell him, Father, help me. I know many times I have said it is not yet time. Forgive me for my sin of procrastination. From now on, Father, help me to be urgent about what you want me to do and to be prompt about what it is you want me to do. If you are trusting God for salvation, now is the time. Don't delay it. Now is the time. If you want God to meet you spiritually, now is the time to pray and say, Father, meet me spiritually at this point. Don't delay. Just go ahead and ask him now. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for touching those spots in our lives that need to be touched. Indeed, many times we have procrastinated when you asked us to do things. And we ended up doing nothing. Forgive us of the sin of procrastination. Cleanse us by the blood of Jesus Christ. Help us to be obedient to your word. Help us to submit totally to you. And from now on, help us to act promptly on your instruction. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.